0: Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Tyler, the host of the Unleashing Deepin podcast, and I am really excited that we are back. This is the first episode, actually, uh, where we have more than one guest, but actually two guests from two different projects. So I'm really excited to introduce Maria from Fetch AI and Leo from Peak. Thank you so much for joining the podcast, everyone. I'm, I'm excited to get a chance to chat with you and learn a little bit more about what you're doing in the space. Thanks a lot for having us on. <laughs> Pleasure yeah, to be here. Tyler. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, maybe the best place to start is if you could just share a little bit about uh, who you are, kind of talk about your projects respectively, and then we can kind of dive into to everything that you're doing and deep in. Deepin. And Maria, if you'd love to go first, I'd love to hear a bit about everything that you guys are doing over at Fetch AI.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot for having us. Um uh, my name is Maria Minarikova. I'm the director of business development at Fetch AI. I have been with Fetch for uh, just about six years, so from the beginning, we have been working on combining blockchain, AI, and agent technologies all this time. I'm really excited uh, about the the latest uh, developments because for quite a while we have been talking about agents, 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 and uh, nobody really understood what that is And since this year a lot more people are uh, talking about agents and it's just really good to see that and, and you know you know how people are now understanding ai the applications and implications and all of that so it's it's really great and so happy to be
2: here as well to discuss that wonderful what about you leo amazing yeah i'm i'm leo one of the co-founders of peak we've been similar to fetch uh, working but not in the intersection of ai and blockchain but in the intersection of iot and blockchain since 2017, like not not PEAK itself, but the the three co-founders we worked since then and um, built all kinds of enterprise blockchain cases with Audi, Gucci and so on, Um, really gathered all the experience and, and understanding of what those applications need and then started building PEAK in 2021 as we know it today. And yeah, peak is in a nutshell a layer one for deepen. Um, it's been a layer one for deepen before deepen was a thing, but now deepen is a term which is amazing. And yeah, it's basically optimized on building all kinds of connectivity, mobility, energy, and anything that you can connect and that can somehow provide goods and services or data um, applications, which we know as deepens now. And yeah. Happy to to discuss because yeah, also the, the fetch and and ourselves we we do a lot together and there's a common vision on, on 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 different layers but overall it's enabling a machine economy or economy of things where all kinds of goods and services are rendered provided by machines and doing that in a decentralized way.
0: <laughs> That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear about the intersections between end that's obviously had um, quite a, quite a run up in in the last year in particular, and then of course AI, which has just dominated the conversation. It's um, sort of a more macro level. So I'm I'm really excited to hear about some of those intersections. Leo, one thing you know, we were talking a bit offline. We we quickly uh, were talking about South by Southwest, which is sort of a big local conference here in Austin. Ironically, the first time I heard about this concept of sort of smart cities and all these interconnected devices was actually at South by. Back in, gosh, amazing. was 2018? And so it's amazing to just see the progression of this sort of idea and and some you know different possibilities and how that's turned into an actually viable opportunity and something that you guys are directly helping do over at Peak. So, can you share with me a little bit about how this sort of deepened narrative found its way into your respective projects and you know how you found out about it? What was sort of that gateway drug, that introduction and uh, we can we can sort of dive in a little deeper.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, we've been thinking about those those cases and when we look back into the smart city, right, we have had a project with Audi in the past where they said, hey, there are a lot of centralized charging platforms. It's super fragmented. The user experience is fragmented and private individuals can't offer their charging stations to the public. So we kind of realized in 2019 already that based on Web2, you can't really build a smart city. You can't build an... An ecosystem where everything can talk to each other, pay each other, and um, recognize each other because it's all behind closed-walled gardens. It's all in closed databases on different centralized platforms. And Fetch has been working on on, on the same issue, right? Uh, on the More on the intelligence layer. But we we kind of realized smart cities can only really function and happen on Web3. It needs to be open, a car needs to be able to talk to a charging station, parking spot, pick people up from A to B, and all that needs to be done with the same identity on the same, not on the same blockchain, but on an open system, right, where it can happen. Mm. So we've been thinking about those use cases for, for many years by now and have been building a, a layer one that comes out of the box with backend functionality such as identity, access control, payment, data storage, data verification, because we realized all of those apps need the same functionalities. So we've been building that L1 for, back then we called it IoT economy of things. And uh, then Deepen came along around early last, this year we, in January, we discovered the term. We're like, wow, we are a layer one for Deepen all along. And finally, Web3 gave it a fancy name and, uh, you know, (laughs) projects can find us and we can find projects to to, to build on peak.
0: Yeah, and the rest is sort of history. Um, yeah, we, we yeah. get to thank Sammy for coining the term uh, that we now have come to know and love as, as deepen. For a, a quick level set, for folks who maybe haven't heard this term, smart city, uh, can you just give a 30 second elevator pitch of, of what that is and how it directly relates to what everybody's trying to accomplish in the deepen space?
2: Yeah, sure. Happy to. So, smart city relates to a city where anything, be it a parking spot or a dustbin or a charging station, everything is connected to the internet and smart. So you can book everything um, through phones or or car directly. And a dustbin says, "Hey, I'm I'm full. I'm empty." A parking spot says, "I'm I'm full. I'm empty." Then at some point, you have drones, deliveries, all of that happening fully autonomously, right? And this is where. Fetch also comes in, into into the the play because um, you need an intelligence layer. But yeah, smart city is you know a city that is smart without humans needing to do a lot for it to function. Let's let's put it like this.
0: <laughs> That's great. I love that, Maria. What about you? How what was your introduction to to deep in with all the AI work that you're you're doing over at Fetch? How did you first find out about it, and what was kind of the initial? Oh, this is really an interesting application for for AI? How did that come to be for, for you?
1: So I think the, the, the journey was similar to Leo's journey that we, you know, we have been talking about uh, smart cities, about these various things, uh, these various ecosystems, which are heterogeneous. So that means that there are many, uh, many, many different players, stakeholders that are interacting together uh, independently. They don't want to join one platform because nobody can really decide whose platform that should be. So we have been you know, participating in that space for, for quite a while, um, looking at the smart cities. But uh, in addition to that, so uh, what we have been talking and, and working on uh, are really these, uh, these infra- this, the infrastructure and the support for, uh, for agents to, to be able to represent these various stakeholders uh, and so on. And uh, there is even a part of the AI uh, industry called multi-agent systems. And basically, that's what we have been working on. So to be able to support that multi-agent systems where agents can represent people, devices, services, machines, um, basically anything, algorithms as well. And they can find each other. They can interact. Um, they can exchange value. They can do economic transactions as well. So, so all these things we have been working on as well. IoT is part of that space and so so it's just coming more and more together and and as you mentioned deepin was just recently coined so now we're calling it deepin, but you know it has been around whether it was called smart city you know smart homes smart smart other things um basically large ecosystems of heterogeneous things devices companies uh coming together and interacting together and and transacting together
0: yeah that's really interesting and and the AI intersection in all of these different capacities is just gonna be instrumental to the success, I believe.
1: Absolutely, yeah. because because all of these machines, um, people and, and organizations, they all have data, generate data and so on. And data on its own, you know, that, that's not much, but once you start analyzing the data, you're getting information and then you're getting insights and predictions. And that's really the value in the data. And you can achieve that uh, really just by combining various sources of the data, co- correlating these various sources to achieve the, the, this uh, additional valuable information that is hidden there, right? And so by allowing the communication between these va- various um, either you know machines or IoT devices and so on, you are then able to really bring it all together and, and an- analyze it on a much better level and also, then uh, you know, um, uh, provide economic incentives to those people that are participating in that data uh, information value exchange. So, so this is all now coming together, providing you know more clarity on what we're all building and, and how that will benefit, and and also really providing and really setting up finalizing these infrastructure places for for these um, you know things to happen.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. There is certainly a lot of potential here. Can you share a little bit? more information about how you two are bringing these together through your projects
2: maybe a few applications or or ways that's sort of manifesting in the real world today totally yeah i think um the the best way to like we've been talking about this open smart city ecosystem now so imagine you have all kinds of devices and machines that's charging stations solar panels uh, parking spots cars they are all there they are all registered on an open network and they all provide some sort of good or service for example a car um, offers ride sharing services a charging station offers charging services parking spot you can park there and if we now think about an open decentralized ecosystem on on a platform it's easy right you on like on a centralized platform you say i want uh, to park then you you see which parking spot is available and you go there but if you now turn this around and you say you have that open ecosystem where all those machines and devices offer goods and services, you need a intelligence layer, right? You need to be able to say that a charging station can say, I offer charging services for 5 euros. The other charging station says I offer it for 10 euros. Uh, and the car saying I offer rides for, for different amounts. And this is where the agents come in. You have suddenly machines devices that can give updates on the data they have the services they have the prices they have and then you have users who also have agents which can find the best services or the best routes and you can now build those mega platforms if you want so which is not one single platform anymore but like really anything that you can think about which can find each other, do business with each other and, and and transact. And I think this is really where fetch agents come into play. It kind of, you have the deepened infrastructure, you incentivize people, but then you need to make it smart. You need to, you know, make it interconnected and that those things can find each other and so on. And this is really where we see... You have the deepens, and then on top of it, you add, for example, fetch agents, and then you can build platforms cross-deepen, like, you know, mm-hmm. charging deepen, ride-sharing deepen, solar panel deepen. They suddenly all start making doing business with each other because you add that intelligence layer above, which uh, allows them to, to transact and communicate. And yeah, this is then going to be incredible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to add that you can build your agents that are representing your machines in a way that uh, they learn from the transactions. You know, you can introduce reinforcement learning and so on. So, uh, you know, the agents learn from from their individual transactions, just like you would as a person, right? Like if we interact and if we have a good history, then I know that you are a trusted source. So, you can introduce these uh, these um, notions also to the agent. So. And they can learn and develop over time and to really understand your personal preferences and really offer you a personalized, much more personalized uh, service than you would if you, you know just logged in into some platform where you know they don't know anything about you and you don't know anything about them, right? So sure. I think this is the next level. Um, and what we're also building is actually a, a level on top of that where we enable, uh, natural language to be spoken and to be actually then broken down into uh, and then allow finding the, the various agents that are really relevant for you for the needs that you have for the objectives uh, to fulfill and and so this is the really exciting stuff uh, this year that we have now LLMs that are powerful and, and available to really bring uh, the technology closer to us, uh, to enable us use our natural language uh, with these additional, you know, really sophisticated um, systems behind, you know, whether it's agents or various machines and and IoT devices and so on. And it's just much more usable and much, much more close to what we would expect from our, you know, natural conversations and, and using, like I said, natural language. So so these are really good developments and uh, really excited about what's, what's, what's happening.
0: Yeah, uh, everything's happening so fast. <clears throat> you know, you get these terms, people that are accelerating, people that are decelerating. I love that you guys are really accelerating these efforts forward. And I want to talk a bit about how people can or developers and builders can actually start interfacing with the, these things in a little bit. But can you at a High level or sort of a, a slightly in the weeds level, talk about the different aspects of how your respective uh, ecosystems are built, sort of the technical components behind them, and just explain for for folks who are are learning what you're building how all those different
2: components maybe play with one another. For sure, <laughs> happy to start. Yes, yeah, so peak at the at the core fundamentally is a, a is a layer one blockchain built with the Substrate framework. And then, inside of the and of that layer one blockchain, there are so called pallets, which are backend functionalities such as identity for machine access, machines access control, payment, data storage, and so on. So, it's a blockchain that is not a general purpose layer one, but that comes with backend functionality which runs on chain that all those devices and deepens need. So, at a, at the core, this is what what peak is and that enables anyone building a deep end on top of the network to do that extremely fast and effective. We have tooling like um, SDK and to make it super easy and simple to build deep ends very fast. And this is at the core peak as a tech stack. But then on top of it, we're working on different interfaces where you can simply add new devices and machines to the network in a in a in a smooth easy process, or also going forward now some alpha tokenized machines and yeah, so really making it as easy as possible for any Deepin to come and build the pro- build the Deepin itself, build the application, and then also create all kinds of funding possibilities around that that makes it easy to scale financially, and yeah, this is this is what we're doing, hundred percent. Focused on 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 that niche and, and yeah, machines serving machines and those who build applications for those. <laughs> That's great. What about you, Maria?
1: Yeah, man. So what we are uh, we're, we are building is also several you know technologies in parallel. Uh, one of them is is the blockchain, but I would really just like to focus. And it's it's a layer one blockchain. It's based on uh, it's Fetch AI blockchain and it's based on Cosmos SDK. And this is actually one of the really cool things that you can uh, then develop agents, and they can settle either on Polkadot, you know, peak uh, peak as Polkadot-based uh, blockchain agents can settle on Fetch a blockchain, which is Cosmos-based, or any other. So the financial rails can be, you know, uh, anything that you really decide to decide to have. What we are building is are these agents, uh, and you can, co- you know. People that are listening, they can go check it out in agentiverse.ai, and they can already start looking at the templates of the agents that are available there. Um, They can build their first agents and they can see how that works. And in in order to be able to communicate with them, we have built this connection between the agents and what we call Delta V is where you can use the natural language to actually find the agents. And and, um, these are the agents and the Delta V platform are connected via services. So building your agent, a register a service and then you can be discovered on the Delta V platform. Um, There's uh, much more information on our website, fetch.ai, and you can register your interest in the Delta V. We're currently onboarding slowly. So uh, we're you know slowly uh, you know having workshops and and really explaining the technology so people can learn how to develop. but uh, if you register, if people register their interest, we are then able to, you know, onboard them as as we progress through through the list through the wait list. So, I think these are really, you know, interesting new technologies. I would definitely encourage people to to look into that, uh, try out some of the templates that are there, and and start building is what I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, getting your hands dirty is always sort of the best way to to get the, the optimal amount of exposure. Can you unpack a little bit about how the AI agents interface with on-chain, whether it's a machine identifier, is that done through the Delta V component? How did the, how did the AI agents sort of interact, if you will, with the, uh, with, with the actual on-chain assets that are part of the, of a broader network, can you explain that a little bit?
1: I think I'll let Leo explain this particular integration, uh, how yeah. how we did it together, and then I'll explain how other things work.
2: Sure, happy to. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the the agent. Um. So we the fetch agent is also able now to run on substrate based networks. Um. This is something that oh, wow. we've done. So it's also running on peak directly actually, but it's registered and. It's on chain exactly, but registered wow. in the agent first. And yeah, so it is running on chain. It has an identity on chain, and that identity is also, yeah, part of the, the agent first. Um, it's an almanac contract, it's called uh, with Fetch AI. And so every identity, every machine also has an agent identity, which is, yeah, literally running on chain and, and executing uh, tasks, learning, growing, and you can program it in a way. Like for specific use cases, you can uh, adjust and customize the agents and, and let them learn and grow. So it's really a tool where someone could come and say, Hey, I want to build a, a deepen or I want to upgrade my deepen by adding agents to the different devices. That, for example, um, you have a solar panel energy deepen and now you add agents to it. So they sell and buy energy or they sell energy into the grid when you make the most money and then you buy energy from the grid when, when it's the cheapest, uh, you, you could have like an agent uh, doing this, right? So you can enhance uh, your deepen offerings through through using those agents.
1: So basically, when you create an agent, you do a couple of registration. One is on the Fetch AI Almanac contract, which is sort of like this open marketplace where all of the agents can register. But it, like I said, it's open. It's not a centralized. It's completely decentralized because we're using using the blockchain. And then they register again on uh, uh, with their particular IDs, um, SSI. You know, we're using SSI methodologies uh, on on the Peak Network. And then they're able to communicate together, you know, regardless of where they sit and which blockchain they can even, you know, do other things. And I'm sure somewhere else. But uh, again, you know, you're able to also query these agents using natural languages on on Delta V, and and then the transactions are could be settled on peak, for example, as well as as was m- mentioned. So. So what we're really trying to achieve um, together is to build like a really large ecosystem, regardless of where you come from, you can build an agent with your technology, with your AI components, just bring in what you have, what you can, and define your own um, incentivization uh, methods and your requirements. And and build build the technology around those. So we're not uh, you know prescribing you what to use. We're just enabling you to communicate with the other agents and with the other ecosystem participants and stakeholders. And then where you transact, how you settle, you know which which uh, techs, tech parts of this tech stack you use, that's that's really up to you.
2: Oh, that's maybe... great. Yeah, exactly. just just quickly, cool, cool to mention that um, you can have some sort of interoperability through those agents in terms of different machines, different users on different blockchains can you know get each other's data and um, yeah, transact. Of course, then to settle assets, you need you need bridges, but just from a data exchange and availability of goods and services, that can be cross blockchain and also very important in terms of having Web3 open and interoperable across yeah. ecosystems.
1: Absolutely. So I think this is kind of like a new thing, like people are st- still not used to it like, because even in the blockchain world, you usually have, have like, oh, this is my ecosystem, I'm on Cosmos ecosystem. Others are Polkadot or Ethereum or or what have you, right? But really with the agent technologies, this is really open that you can use any of them for financial settlement um, and and the aim is you know if we all together build a bigger pie we will all benefit more from from having our you know piece of just a little bit larger so so um, and this is why it's really great to work with Peak um, and and some other other companies that we're working with because we are you know very like minded and we just want to build a cool tech for people to use and it's just been really really good.
0: Yeah. We don't need to go too far into the weeds. You mentioned so you're you've built on Cosmos, and then obviously Peak is a Polkadot substrate. Are there other chains that you've built some bridge layers or any kind of cross functionality that you can talk about? Are those really the two priorities at the at the current moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, from from our side, we have developed something that's called Multi Chain ID, which with Fetch Agents actually, so you can have an identity on uh, Solana as well, uh, Binance, Smart Chain, Ethereum. And then that identity is kind of reflecting the state. So for example, you have a charging station on Peak that then also has an identity on a Cosmos-based chain or Solana, for example. And Mm. its availability is reflected across different chains, across different ecosystems, and is then also available to all the users that are there, or they they can, you know, interact with it. And we're currently... um, yeah, integrating bridge solution, which will bridge peak to all major ecosystems immediately. And that will then also allow financial settlements to, to run the background. So yeah, like we definitely see a multi-chain future. And I don't think it will happen all on, on one place, definitely not. There will be many different chains and in order for Web3 to function, we need really good interoperability. And this is, yeah, one, one big step in that direction. For the machine economy
0: (laughs) yeah that's amazing i'd love to learn i'm not ai know a lot more about deep in than i do about ai but maria can you talk through how training some of these agents is a factor when it comes to connecting them or hooking them up to these machine ids what does that look like what are the parameters for a developer going in and and can you talk about that a little bit for those who maybe don't know as much about ai
1: yeah, yeah, no, I'll I'll just uh, leave it on a high level because it can get really technical, uh, and I think we want to just uh, you know just explain it in in general. So, so we're working uh, with several different universities and research research centers, and they're bringing their own um, AI algorithms. Uh, so, for example, here in Cambridge, uh, where 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 I am located, Cambridge, UK. Uh, we're working with the Cambridge University and they're bringing their own optimization algorithms that you can then uh, adapt and use uh, with your agents and and so on. Um, and I know others uh, also in Germany, you know, they're building some some interesting uh, things. Uh, so basically you can include that in, in your agent. And the good thing is that, you know, we are not prescribing, again, we're just being very open. We're not prescribing you what uh, algorithms you need to use. You can basically tap in all, all these really good resources from from all around, you know, the world. Basically, uh, so the difference between the current uh, most of the current say um, AI ecosystems is that if you let's say you want to use uh, some some IBM stuff, so you kind of uh, locking in into that vendor, right? But but with the agent, you can have two different agents with two different uh, you know AI components from. Even from researchers, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge company where you pay a lot of fees. So this is the good thing about decentralization using these agents. You can really build, you know, small agents with some some cool stuff from even from like researchers at the universities. And basically they get paid for their their work. You know, you get to use an uh, agent that you would not otherwise be able to afford maybe if if you had to buy a system from like a large company. Um, so this is one of the things that we are trying to achieve that uh, we will enable, you know, these cool new innovations from various places to to be found, be purchased, you know, everybody wins when you have such a system. So like I said, I'm just keeping it on a high level. Uh, sure. There is a very, you know, very different ways how you can build uh, AI systems and how you can then teach your agents to to be optimized this is all gonna be i think much better when we can very soon um actually show the show these demos in person and make them make them available for you guys to actually touch and feel
0: yeah oh i know i'm personally excited to get a chance to get my hands dirty and start actually building some of these agents because it is it is really if anything else it's really freaking cool but obviously the the benefits are are just ginormous and um, it's going to start affecting projects and users and builders in a real way. You've talked about some great examples with the smart cities. Are there any current in progress applications of your two technologies working in the real world that you're able to talk about? So so folks can sort of hear about how this is is currently being enacted today.
2: I mean, I guess what, what what's cool, like uh, just this week, we released uh, an integration with Bosch together where, um, I mean, Fetch and Bosch are working since many years already, and uh, we're collaborating as well in in, in different projects. Um, One project is called Move ID. That is uh, a big research and development project to set mobility standards in Europe for identity and data sharing. And I think a very tangible case there is, and that's probably a really cool one, where we together, Fetch, Peak, and Bosch and and other partners um, created a system that an identity of the car like the car got an identity on the blockchain then um, was booking a parking spot and paying for that parking spot and also uh, booking a charging session and paying for that that was built by by datarella actually the who who integrated all the solutions together and this is a really really cool use case because um, agents were used Peak network was used. The identities, the charging application, a charging deepen from charge.xyz was was integrated. Parking deepen as well. So many different logics, applications were put into like an open mobility ecosystem, and we're collectively building that infrastructure and showcasing how it can be used. Of course, this is not in full scale production yet, but kind of we're already showing that smart city scenario. Where you know your car is just booking a parking spot, paying for a charging session with the same identity, same payment method, completely open and decentralized, and uh, using agents to yeah to find those those parking spots, those charging sessions. Yeah, I think that is a pretty cool tangible example. Where we also made a video that yeah, was on Cointelegraph Telegraph article. They came and 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 interviewed us together.
0: That's amazing. Uh, we'll have to link to that because I'm sure everybody's going to want to see how that was actually working out in the real world. That's that's really exciting. Sure thing. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I'm personally quite interested in, Deepin as a as a category is really, I mean, it's amazing for a lot of things, but one of the really great aspects or components of it is, is that it's sort of democratizing this these real world physical assets. How does... And, and I know that especially in the conversation of AI, there's there's these concerns that it's sort of going to be centralized within the few that control it and then the, they become the beneficiaries by it. And so one of the things that I'm interested in is how are you ensuring that these AI agents when intersecting with Deepin are sort of built to benefit the masses and they don't become sort of centrally beneficial to just a select few that own and control it? Can you talk a bit about how that is part of your um, sort of ethos in the world, if you will?
1: No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and as I mentioned, so agents, uh, when you build an agent, you can host it. You can put it on your computer. Uh, you, you have your agent. I have my agent on, on my computer. So Fetch is not building infrastructure where you, you know, where we're hosting. I mean, we have hosting on Agentverse as well, but you don't have to use it. You can use your own, uh, you know, uh, say um, the automator makers, OEMs, they can have their hosting for their machines but basically everybody is responsible for their own data and what they share from their data, how they share it and so on. So that doesn't happen on other platforms, right? Like other platforms, you sign up, you give them your name and password and all that, and you don't know what happens with your data after that. Here, because I have my own agent uh, and I'm, I'm in charge of it, it's on my computer. Nobody else can access it. I only allow, um, whatever data I choose to be visible and to be shared. I think that's the big difference. The fact that uh, the agents are registering on the smart contract, uh, again, you know uh, smart contracts, blockchains are not going away. so so it's not like uh, there is a closed door where you know uh, we're just going to revoke uh, you know access rights or whatever. So, so these are the things that allow the openness of the pla- of the I call it platform. it's not really platform, but ecosystem, right? Sure. And, and then as I mentioned, the fact that you are able to then tap in into all this really good uh, you know knowledge of, of researchers, of resources that are currently unavailable because they don't have any way to monetize their their, their knowledge, their algorithms and so on. Uh, This is how we really want to how we want to enable things. So bring these bring these researchers in, bring these smart people. You know, help them build these agents using their algorithms and put them on the market, and then have others access, find those, and and really be able to use them. So at the moment, if I want to have any AI, let's say some AI capabilities, I need to look what are the the AI companies, and they're usually you know really expensive. You have to walk in, you have to have contracts for. I don't know what period of time here, you know, we're enabling, you know, AI as a service. So basically uh, pay as you, as you go pay per use, uh, AI systems that, uh, have not been enabled before. So I think this is really, uh, going to be a, a game changer, really going to, it's really going to open up, um, the ecosystem and, and bring people in, try it out first and, and, see what happens. It's going to be, I think, similar like what ChatGPT has done, right? They came in, they brought in a, a whole new world of LLMs. Like, if we had this discussion a year ago about, about LLMs and I would be explaining to you, like, oh, there are these LLMs and it's going to be so cool. Like, you'd be looking at me like, oh, like, what are you talking about? But sure. because they made it so easy to use, it's fun to fun to use and it's beneficial, you know, anybody can, can use it. However, with uh, the current, you know, Web2 platforms, like that, they can revoke the access at, at any point. So with agents, we're not doing that. So agents register in the blockchain in the smart contract. It's all open. Uh, you bring in your components. You can make them. Then you can sell them to others. Uh, and and it's really open and and uh, and interoperable and flexible. So,
2: um, commissionless. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I would I would just add that. It's it's really here building, building tools and technology for community-powered infrastructure and networks, right? Anyone can participate, anyone can start offering goods and services. And those are kind of Fetch and ourselves, we're building tools and infrastructure for those applications to happen. Traditionally in, in Web2, you have great technology. It's behind walled gardens. You you try to monetize it on your own as much as possible as a centralized service. But here we're building tools and infrastructure to, for communities to start offering decentralized services where everyone can participate. It's it's open. It's permissionless, and um, you know all the the people who drive taxis and will be automated soon. They can then soon invest in robot taxi fleets and earn from their revenues. You know and and you like have open Robo taxi services, where everyone can own and 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 have a share in it, in comparison to you know centralized robo taxi companies that just make all the money by themselves. So, yeah, right. it's exciting.
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's great. I think I think that's well said, and and really is important for sort of continuing the the democratization of these different technologies. And I think that that will help be sort of the rising tide that lifts all ecosystem participants given the open and permissionless nature of it i'm really interested in how how do people start building or how do developers actually start building we t- you touched on it a little bit but what does that look like from going in and actually building an ai agent can you can you take us a little bit deep on what into what that looks like
1: yeah i would say the easiest is go, is to go to agentverse.ai and just sign in you need to use the google uh, gmail account and just uh, look at the templates there are already some templates that you can see how um, these are simple agents right we have some more examples uh on the fetch ai github and um so some some simple examples how to build simple agents and then uh as as you learn as you go as you progress through that uh you can then see how you can uh, attach agents to sensors uh like what we have done with peak we're going to be releasing some of those examples for the community to start building around as well. Uh, and basically that's how you progress. Um, and it's, um, I would say it's really easy. I wish we could show you uh, maybe some other, some other, you know, online workshop we can we can organize uh, where we actually take you through that, show you the steps, how, how simple that is. Because if you look at some of the uh, agents examples that we have, I mean, from the agent worst, you can uh you can already launch the agent there and you can see the logs. I wish I could show you hopefully some other time. But yeah. we're really making it super easy so people can just check it out, try it out. And yes, these are simple examples, but there will be more complicated ones where you also then include the AI, you know, or these other reinforce the reinforcement learnings and so on. Uh, but people need to start with some simple examples, something that they can they can launch quickly. And we have those there.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to coordinate doing a, like a, a live demo for people because I Absolutely. think that would be incredible Happy to, to see hands on. Yeah. Let's let's definitely coordinate doing something like that. So, what's ahead for these AI agents? Um, obviously, AI is advancing at a, a rate that I personally was just shocked by, especially everything we've seen over the ne- over the last year and whatnot. But what is what does the future look like for these AI agents with Fetch and,
2: and sort of the intersection with Peak? Happy to. To go first here. I mean, what, what we've done now is we have um, made the agent framework adaptable on peak as well. And we've showcased now the first use cases on, on how it can be integrated and how they can be used. And the, the sort of next steps are really, like you're saying, making it super easy to, to see and follow and creating templates, right? This is how, and there's already one in the agent verse where an agent can get weather data and then send that weather data to another spot, right? So that's a really cool deep in use case. You have any sensors, weather stations that record weather data, and then you have an agent that is kind of sending that data to anywhere in the world where that weather data could be requested right now. And um, yeah, it's it's really there on, on us to deliver a few examples on, on how that can be used and how it can be integrated, make that super simple. And then let the the creativity of the open source and deepened community thrive to create new um, super super cool services. And yeah, I think another one is really um, with the, the intersection. Another point is with uh, with Bosch, right? Really, we have released that first Bosch XCK integration with Fetch together, and going deeper in there, seeing which other hardware um, makes sense to to integrate and and showcase also to you know use. Fetch agents together with Peak and, and the Deepin model. That's awesome. That's uh, really exciting. And
0: I'm sure the future is going to be increasingly bright as, as those things just progress and advance. For those that are interested and they want to, get involved they want to start building what are some of the best ways that people can get involved you shared a couple of these sites where people can start going and trying to build their own or or interface with some of these template agents uh what are other ways that folks can get involved with both of your projects whether it's at the community level the contribution level as the sort of a customer can you share how people can stay up to date with everything you're working on
1: i would say follow us on on social media We're, we're quite big on twitter um, also Telegram, but really, I would just say, try out the the few examples of the agents because they're honestly super simple. Uh, we will have to organize another workshop with you, Tyler, to, to really show this, uh, how you have, uh, like uh, Leo was mentioning, there is a really good examples of weather agents where you just have a simple line of, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe 20 lines of code, which is not much. And you can run the agent right there in the agent verse and you can get the, the results for the weather location. You can change the location. And then we have some other examples where one uh, you by click of a button you launch two agents. Really, that it's that simple. And these Amazing. one agent says, I have this data, and the other one says, I want that data. And they they exchange the data. And then the third example that we have on the agent verse is where one actually says, I have the data, and the other one is buying it. So you have that token exchange as well. And the fourth in that weather uh, weather example series. Fourth one is about smart contracts. So you have an agent uh, basically providing data, and the other one making it an, an oracle, uh, putting that data on on a chain. And so you will look at those simple examples, and then you can start thinking like, how does that relate to what I would like to see, or what I would like to make, or you know, how how does that relate to my my use case? So I would really say start simple and just just try it out. You know, it's it's not 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 much uh, coding at all. Um, And then, you know, you get that excitement of, yes, I can have my things, you know, running (laughs) Um, and that just gets you going and interested in more, more complicated use cases. And I'm sure with Leo, we would like to be back and just actually show it to you how, how easy it is to use.
2: I just wanted to say, I I, I tried it myself and it is really simple and and straightforward. You can sign up and and just get going.
0: Yeah. And we'll be sure to link that below for everybody, including some of those examples, and we'll absolutely coordinate a time to do a demo because I know everybody would be excited, including myself, to see that sort of live happening. Um, That would be great. Well, are there any other final points that you wanted to add before we wrap it up? This has been, for me, just really interesting to hear about what you guys are doing together, all the advancements going on, but were there any final things you wanted to share with everybody before we wrap it up?
2: Yeah, I think uh, one exciting thing to share is that, I mean, both and and ourselves, we've been working on that machine economy, open ecosystems for many, many years now. And finally, I would say since this year, things are happening, right, on the AI side, but also the Deepin term was coined. So this is happening, right? There are a few amazing Deepin use cases, AI use cases, intersections of Deepin and AI. There are many, many great uh, projects that already successfully uh, living that, at that intersection and I would say it's, it's pretty exciting that this is finally happening and I mean there's still a lot of infrastructure development we will see um, what comes next year and then the next five years but um, yeah the hype and the like the hype cycle is now reaching a maturity level where actual real world adoption and use cases are happening and it's super important because um, it's going to transform society for good, for better. And it's important that it happens on Web3 because on Web2, it's just going to end up in the pockets of a few big companies. It's um, We got to be automated without the possibility to participate in that value chain. And yeah, this is being changed here. <laughs> That's incredible.
0: Wonderful. Well, I really appreciate you coming on and getting to to share about your different projects and all the things you're working on. We're, we're certainly going to get that demo scheduled, so we'll keep everybody posted about what when when that is going to happen. But in the meantime, I'll be sure to to link both of these projects' websites, Twitter all of that kind of good stuff, including some of those those demos. So Maria and Leo, wanted to thank you so much again. We'll wrap it up here, everybody. Uh, be sure to go check out what they're doing. And this is just going to happen faster and faster. So this is the perfect time to be talking about it, to get people sort of in the in the fold of what's happening. And uh, we're, we're just really excited for you. So again, we'll wrap it up there. Wanted to say thank you so much and really excited to get that demo coordinated. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having us, Tyler. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.